This next song is also based on a poem by a local San Francisco uh, poet named Pan Benjamin. She wrote an absolutely lovely piece for the Poets 11 series. It's called Lot's Wife. This is fun. <clears throat> this goes out to Megan Lynch.
You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm. That was a newly composed song by Joe Witt. And that was my poem, uh, Lot's Wife, that he turned into a beautiful piece of music. And it gives me chills every time I hear it. So it's tonight, it's right now, it's Choose Poetry, Choose Life with Aaron Gannon and Andy Talbot. They're the hosts. I'm going to plug them in. The main rule is don't be a dick. Safe space. Here we go. We're plugging them in. Plugging them in. lefty politics um i myself am a big crusty old hippie and then um yeah so basically don't be a dick and please introduce yourself with the pronoun that you would prefer so we know and then also yeah just remember that you're being broadcast so if you don't want everyone to know you're pansexual like probably leave that out like because it's on the radio um, <laughs> but welcome if you are pansexual okay so i guess let's like get on with it we have our first reader is returning after a bit who has to go first because she i don't remember why but we're letting her go first fiona jane brown Hello. Hello, Hello. It is she, her, me. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm picking up a friend from her work. Notice, I don't give a shit to the rules. Anywho, um, I've got three poems tonight. Two are so fresh, I only wrote them about half an hour ago. Um, so, I'll start with them. And they're from uh, Hysteria's uh, September Poetry Prompts Challenge. And if anybody wants to come and perform at the Syria, which is was Aberdeen's uh, Women in Non-Boundary Night, um, they're having an online event on the 1st of October. So look up the Syria. So one of the prompts from a couple of days ago is interesting. Alternative endings. Now, I just watched Tenet the other day. Fan-fantastic. Absolutely adored it. So this was like, oh, that's exactly what this is about. So here we go. Alternative endings. What happens, happens, he says. But does it really? Are we so chained to our fate we cannot escape? Scrooge's ghosts let him see the future as it might be, enough to terrify him into repentance. Science says order can destroy if chaos is not allowed to reign, travelling backwards and forwards in an infinite loop until it explodes leaving the earth once again void and without form. Where do you start to change the past and do all your mistakes, avoid heartbreak, psychopaths, narcissists, jealous bitches and fools? With the knowledge you have now, I would change it all. Create that alternative universe, one without COVID, Tories, climate change, patriarchy, misogyny, racism, but would I still be me in the end? Would I not be the other me and not recognize myself when I go back to warn her of all the bad choices she must not make? Can we then ever expect the ending to be any different? That's the first one. Okay, and on the back of that, um, this one, it was a prompt of a picture 
that Hannah took of Footprints in the Sand. So this is called Whose Feet. At low tide, they appear prehistoric footprints of our Neolithic ancestors who once lived their lives and loved, who once played and ran and danced when the same sea lapped at their sun-burnished toes. Joyous freedom, innocent of knowledge, following the gods of light and dark, wheeling around this wide open space that they used for pleasure, necessity, progress, playing on the beach, watching, catching fish, building nets, making boats, trying new things. What was it like for those prehistoric bairns the first time their feet felt sand, sparkling with flecks of mica, yet soft and warm to touch? Slippery slide down the dunes, down to the sea, to learn of its wealth from their fathers and mothers, going down to the water in boats, going out to learn what lies beneath, friend or foe, feast or famine, just as we still live with the sea on this checkered coast. Yet the same feeling of shock as the icy waves run under our toes. So do not ask whose feet, because you know, they are yours and mine. For we are all one against the sea. And my next one um, is, I'm going to get it out of my little folder. This is called Digital Flexitation, which was all about, um, I can't even remember. Um, I think it was all about being connected. Um, but still distant. So, digital flirtation. I wrote this the 1st of September. And it is about somebody that I liked about 10 years ago. I don't know what's happened to them. I've only met him a few times in real life. This plague sort of that. Yet these days it isn't a problem, the digital socialising. We've spoken on forums, tweeted on Twitter. He's not on Instagram. Yet. And messaged in the wee small hours, putting the world to rights and exchange secrets, shared realities. I may not see him, but this weird absence doesn't just make the heart grow fonder. Those dancing dots that tell me he's writing a reply to my DM. Give me a thousand volts of joy and terror in alternating waves. See, this social network has bitten me before, resulting in me being scared even to speak. So I post nonsense instead. Ask whether pineapple goes on pizza. And do you put the milk in first before tea? But him, he's different. He's shy and intellectual. With a cookie sense of humour. A Scot, but not too keen on extremes. Doesn't take himself too seriously. Posted an image of the long hair over his eyes, captioned, I'm a three-eyed carbine. Even though I know neither of us watch Game of Thrones, my heart skipped, reminding me of another long-haired, beardy-weirdy I liked a long time ago. That one rescued butterflies and could weave copper into bracelets. But I scared him all. So I prefer this social distance, being able to enjoy this connection without the spoilers of reality. It's shallow, no deeper than a puddle, but I don't want to get my feet wet. Not yet. Thank you. Yeah, I should say, Erin, um, that uh, there's, there's two men I mentioned to this. The, the butterfly uh, helper guy, he's the one from 10 years ago. Um, and uh, 
David, the person, uh, that person, I don't know where he is, but uh, I'm not naming um, Mr. Three-Eyed Corby, but he's fun and he knows who he is and he would never be on a forum like this, thankfully. Roscoe says hi. Look how big he is. Oh, Roscoe, hello, baby. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> you haven't seen him in a while because remember he was really tiny. Uh, he was. Yeah, was. It's so sad. Like I feel bad for people who actually have children. Like I'm yeah, so sad, like that he's getting bigger. It's hard to watch him get <laughs> like anyways. Okay, so I know that um who is it? Jill. Jill. She's in her car on the side of the road and she wants to read. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to let her go so she can get off the side of the road. Yes, please. No. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just hanging out. Uh, Where on, are you that it's on... sunny out? <laughs> so I'm uh, currently on the side of I-80 uh, near Reno, Nevada. But I normally, I'm a lot closer to Oakland. Oh my god, how crazy. I used to live in Oakland. Ah! Mm -hmm. Well, well I actually, you. No. anyways. God, sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm on my way to Boise, Idaho. Um, wow. So I'm, yeah, yeah, just, just like a scant seven more hours to drive. Um, but this is the perfect thing to do is to pull over and read poetry. Um, yes. Uh, although I'm jealous all of you get to sit and not be in a car on the side of the road. Um, I apologize for the road noise. Uh, and uh, I have two poems for you guys tonight. Um, the first is, A Survivor Goes to the Doctor in the Pandemic Year. Your test came back negative, double-gloved, as he dismisses me. My throat is raw hamburger. My head a home for lost aftershocks. I sleep 16 hours of every 24. I'm coughing. Someone spiked the air. I said continuity of care. I meant I saw his face on Zoom. My gut didn't balloon animal itself into T-H-R-E-A-T. And so I brought my body here. There is only one gown, he says, offering its communion. There is too much broad-brushed Botticelli me. He has decided it must be my chest. He has decided I'll have the EKG. Ten minutes it takes me to tell him about all the screws. It brings a lab technician to my wake. And neither man remembers the workaround place when their patient has a broken tibia, fibula, calcaneus, hardware. So they'll try me out and see what works. Sticky electrodes snaking up my legs, each man matching his placement with his colleague on his chosen half of me until my skin goes all velvet until they run out of legs instead of asking instead of asking instead of asking this 
is as good as we're going to get. He cannot clean read my results. Instead of asking, come toward me. Watch me stop my beating heart. I have one more poem for y'all. American Crow. In the middlest of night and snoring, honey, you estivate in darkness, and I lie prone beside you, seeing the faces I was born scanning for, the predators I was born scanning for, out over the land. Nearsighted, farsighted, no matter, I screw my fists into my face, pressing good and hard, the imprint doesn't fade. Harmed, corvids can remember the face of their abuser. Years ago, there was a study at UW. Grad students engaged in light bird bullying while wearing Dick Cheney masks in the quad. Generations later, crows in their lineage, those now and again victims, carry a wariness on wing. Nature flat packs their DNA. They arrive in this world replete with MSDS sheets and step-by-step -step instructions. Nurture follows that manual converting fables and feathered programming to pixels to photograph in the mind's eye. Call to us all if you see him. We don't want fairness. We want safety, cognition, recognition, be you fierce or be you friendly. It was a comfort to believe the cells in our bodies are replaced in a cycle completed every seven years, but blood lives four months. And the white cells, they run us for a year before passing the baton. Our skin renews at the same speed it takes a carrot to germinate from seed. Marvel at our efficiency. So, when I tell you in my softest voice, we are different animals, clumsily trying to be renewed. Why won't you give me the gift of this metaphor? Hold me. All I want is one safe body. Press mine to another. I swear, it is the only seed I need. No other fruit will come forth from our bed. Well, that was amazing. Thanks so much for doing that on the side of the IE. <laughs> Thank you for having me on the side of the highway. <laughs> Is it, I'd be safe out there. It's a long road to tow. <laughs> Did you know it goes straight into Chicago? Oh, I think she's gone now. Oh, wait, no, you're not. Did you know it goes straight into Chicago? Oh, yes. I used to live in Chicago, too. Oh, right on. Yeah, Same I lived in Chicago for a while. <laughs> I drove straight back and forth quite a bit. <laughs> Pretty crazy road. Um, okay, yes, so since we're so, yeah, yeah, since um, we're so, we got a tight kind of schedule. Oh, but look, Jeff Cottrell is not here yet. Is he? Yeah. Okay, so then 
Um, Nathan Williams, I don't see. So, AJ, are you ready to go? Yes, I have. Uh, I have something I can do. Um, I I want to do one that I've done before. I think I've actually done it on here before, but not for a while. Um, and I wanted to do it because it felt like something worth doing in the same week that, um, in the same week that the UK government decided not to allow self-identification for trans people. Um, I'm. AJ McKenna, by the way, my um, pronouns are she, her. Um, but yeah, in, this, in the same week that the UK government decided not to allow self-identification for trans people, and on the same day that a jury found only one of the cops who killed Breonna Taylor uh, guilty, um, this is letter to a Minnesota prison. Your check bounced, CC. That was held against you. They said it showed the content of your character. They never said a word about the swastika tattooed on the body of the man they say you murdered. Or the fact he yelled, go back to Africa, though you were as American as he was. They talked about your check. And not the one King tried to cash in Washington. The one dated 7476 that said, all men are created equal. In school, they say, for men, read people, but we know that isn't true. For men, read white. For men, read male assigned at birth and happy to be so. For men, read Thomas Jefferson, fathering children on his slaves. For men, read Hoover, closeted, obsessed with sin and plague. For men, read Ronald Reagan. For men, read James Earl Ray. For men, read us in killer's eyes. The eyes of those who beat Crane Conaway to death who shot Deone Jones, who gagged Rosita Hidalgo, stabbed her body, slit her throat, who shot Coco Williams, who shot Tyrrell Jackson, who shot Paige Clay in the face, who shot Brandy Martell, who burned Lorena Escalera's house down, choking her with smoke, who shot Tracy Johnson again and again, who stabbed Tiffany Gooden again and again, who shot Deja Jones, who shot Kendall Hampton, who put a gun to Kyra Cordova's head and pulled the trigger. American eyes looked down those barrels. American lives flashed by in the sight of those blades. These are only the murders in 2012. These are just the American names, and they are black names and Latino names. Find that whites turn checks, which, if they bounce, prove criminality, the willingness cold-bloodedly to kill a man. White names can get away with murder. Look at Zimmerman. They say he was frightened. Well, what about you? They say he was threatened. Weren't you threatened, too? He carried a gun, and you only had scissors. But they read him as white, and he wasn't transitioning, and so occupied a much safer position in the hierarchy they say isn't there. White, straight, and cis beats black, trans, and queer. They said all men created equal. They told us for men read people, but we were read wrong when we came into the world. Black or white name, they branded boy on us. To be named is to be destroyed. To be entered in the register of births to be erased. We spend our lives like Virginia, dragging around our colonial names. 
the names in the murder reports, the obituaries. That day in the car when I could barely breathe, I gasped to my ex as she drove me to hospital, make sure they used the right words at my funeral. Did you think that, Cece, when you were attacked? When the truth of who we are conflicts with their facts, their records, their papers, their burden of proof falls on us, and we can't testify when we're dead. It's a double bind. Die and your corpse gets misgendered, fight back and be sentenced for having defended your life. We aren't the ones stand your ground laws intend to protect. They expect us to dutifully beat a retreat from abuse. Blessed, they say, are the meek, but how many times, Cece, did you turn the other cheek? How many times can we just walk away, avoid causing trouble, keep playing it safe till we finally decide that we just cannot take it? You didn't attack. You talked back, remonstrated, and in that CC, you demonstrated what they hate most of all. Calm and reasoned defiance, satyagraha, soul force. They met it with violence, as they did in Birmingham, Selma, and Memphis. It's true you fought back that you offered resistance, but comfy white cis folks who style themselves pacifists have no clue what the stakes are. The gunshots which kill us are silenced. You fought, who wouldn't, in fear of their life? And you won. That's why they hate you, CC. You survived. Thank you for your time. Thank you, cheers. Thanks. Thanks, AJ. <laughs> I'm giving you a COVID hugs. <laughs> oh God. Um. Yeah. Uh. So. Um. Next on our list is Mr. Finn. I like unmuted myself mid sentence. I don't know what my problem is. Um. Who has like a uh. What you doing with your background there, man? It's a cottage. It's um, just out the road. Just derelict. There's a lot of derelict stuff around us. So I think that one, yeah, that one's burnt down now. Somebody got into it the other day and burnt it down. So. Anyway, I have a couple and I have, no, not that one. Just for another time. I have a new one, which and it's, yeah, it's not my usual kind of style if I have one. This one's called um, Hierarchy in my local chemist shop. Glass half full, just half a glass with your glass thing on top. Glass for holding things, round glass on a shelf. And your other window, half price window with last year's advent calendar, half price. And your faded rainbow, faded Easter egg, faded sun. Fades into insignificance by the glittery half-place vase and tacky necklace and the otherwise empty stand, being cleaned by the assistant. Potential early Christmas presents for those who you must purchase Christmas presents for but don't really want to. Back in the window where the glass trinket jars sit. Ah, yes, the glass trinket jars. Unimportant ribbed receptacles. So long, hot water bottle locks in the corner, all pink and comfortable looking, but empty. No hot water for you, my lad. But the 20% off handbags are not happy. They don't get half price. Why? What have they done to get short change? Meanwhile, inside, 
hang around at the foot of the display, very aptly at the foot, not the bottom, there's another set of shelves entirely. No, you feet things you, not looking too smug now, are we? No half price for you, not even 20% off, discountless. Is Mr. or is it Mrs. shock-absorbing insoles? Not even lower billing than the toenail clippers, but they may be trespassing on the pink card smoothers. They're just hanging around with Gerald's socks and the long gel everyday active foot cushions. I guess you aren't too happy there, huh? No, sirree. Even toe foam, you heard right, toe foam is above you. That is degrading. Veruca caps and those darn callous cushions lord over everything. That gives you no comfort. No, wait, that's on another shelf, shared with the sun cream. Behind the server, thinking they can hide, high up and out of reach. Viagra and fake Viagra tease the men. Look at me, look at me, they quietly shout, testing you to dare to ask the female server. Yes, the one who stays in the same village, the same village as you. Go on, ask her, buy me, buy me, buy me, but you check it out. Just a pack of six, go on, count them. Six face masks off the counter in front of the protective screen. Yeah, and a packet of condoms. Okay, that's, that's one. I, this one I wrote, yeah, this one's different. Some of you may have seen this one, uh, heard this one before, some not, but it is new too. And it's called, uh, I've got to take up positive for this, it's called Lessons in Breathing. Inhale. And hold. Breathe out. And relax. Breathe in again. And slowly, slowly, slowly out. Relax. Close your mind out. Focus on your breathing. Loosen your shoulders, breathe, push the negatives away, vanish, make them vanish. Yeah, but with you around, it's hard to breathe. Not that you take my breath away, the opposite. You make me want to hold yours. Poor you, unreliable, poor me. With you around, it's hard to make the negatives vanish. The jack of no trades, the master of one the promises unkept, the false tears that you wept. Ha! Call me. Don't call me. I will. You didn't. I can't. You could. Poor you. It's as if you're the only one feeling this. It's as if you're the only one not getting kissed. You're not the only one locked in the room. You're not the only one feeling the gloom. Poor sensitive you. It's you that wanted a friend. I wonder, to what end? unreliable you. So all of a sudden you find you can. Suddenly you find you will. How can you breathe with your voice so shrill? How can you stop feeling sorry for yourself? Uh, never expected that, eh? I know how. Grow up is how. Take responsibility is how. Commit is how. Follow through is how. Be reliable is how. Stop being sensitive is how. Do what you said is how. Be glad that you're not dead is how. Except in the head is how. And breathe. And hold. Breathe out and relax. Breathe in again and slowly, 
slowly, slowly out. Relax. Close your mind out. Focus on your breathing. Loosen your shoulders. Breathe. Push the negatives away. Banish. Make them vanish. <sighs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Finn. Okay. Are you, well, no, I was going to say, like, <laughs> you should send that into yoga journal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It started off just the first ones I said before, just, I thought, got the title, Lessons in Breathing, and I started like that. And then into the second one, I thought, oh, God, no, this is too gentle. And I came across, doing a Fiona here, I came across somebody, a thing last week that I, um, was the subject of that middle portion of it, shall we say, that was Bertie Cliff. Well, you're uh, not writing about the same person Fiona is. No, it's not the same person as Fiona is. <laughs> um, somebody she knows as well, like, but it's not him, no. We're, getting um, quite a, we're, we're learning quite a bit of the, about the Aberdeen scene. <laughs> <laughs> there's people here, yes, there's people here. <laughs> but it's funny, because I don't think, like, I had a subscription to Yoga Journal for like 10 years, and I don't think I ever saw any like creative writing in it, but it would be cool. Just like when, like the, I did, I got that poem put in the British Motorcycle Federation. Yeah, yeah. They never. It's like it's probably time now. Well, because when I went to the um, that presentation I had this weekend, like they were try they were talking about how, and I think this is probably a perennial discussion amongst academic poetry circles, but like how to popularize poetry and that would be a good way to do it like we should all like think of like magazines that probably have never published and like try to like spam them or something but anyway <laughs> like the Jewish poetry Jews like people are like here I come to make you read poems anyway, okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> so, sorry Fiona I was just making <laughs> um, okay so the next person is Clive hi Clive are we, is this, I don't know if you had a time restriction or not. Uh, I'm, I was told it was about six minutes. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, like, did you, I, like, is, I didn't know whether you had to leave early or do you, like. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. I mean, it's all the end. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, right. Okay. I'm going to do two. Um, there are a couple of people in here that will have heard them, but so I think you're going to hear them again. Um, and the first one is called Disciple, or as it has become known in some quarters, the tinfoil hat poem. That's for the benefit of those who are listening and not watching. So, when this event is over, I want you all to subscribe to my YouTube channel. No, it's not for poetry. That's the conventional side of me, the one who has no devotees. On YouTube, I am different. The sheer power of my preaching will leave your senses sleeping. Your judgment will be compromised. You will find yourself being hypnotized into following like sheep. And you will worship at my feet, feeding into my deceit as I fill your mind with false belief. How the virus is a hoax. And all the doctors and professors have sold you a lie to give the government an alibi. 
and you won't be hard to coax to give me money for my research into how the mask is stealing freedom like some kind of cultish church. So expose that government agenda, expose that rogue Bill Gates, burn down all the 5G masks, stand side by side with fascist hate, burn the masks and breathe the air, speak your truth, the state, beware. They're poisoning the water, you know. Each litre from the tap contains five drops of muscling which starves your brain of oxygen and makes you believe what's good for them. Only this special water, purified in my factory, can protect you from this tyranny. So expose the government agenda, expose that rogue Bill Gates, but burn down all the 5G masks, stand side by side with fascist hate, burn the masks and breathe the air, speak your truth, the state, beware. Buy this pure water, just five pounds a bottle, your confidence respected, wake up to the tyranny, all major cards accepted. David Icke endorses this, yes, David Icke, endorses this. It's an offer that's too good to miss. So get rid of oppressive masks and in the taste of freedom, bask. Protect loved ones from the high-top hoax with these special natural pills. Yes, they may look like simple aspirin, but they can cure all ills. No poison from Big Pharma, no side effects, no drama, no need to feel dejected. All major credit cards accepted. So expose the government agenda. Expose that rogue Bill Gates. Burn down all the 5G masks. Stand side by side with fascist hate. Burn the masks and breathe the air. Speak your truth. The state beware. And my hat keeps falling off. Reject the narrative they feed you. The lies the government need you to believe. To to cut the strings that control you, this is what you have to do. For just £300, we can enrol you on our online course to make you wise, called How to Fight Establishment Lies. We will take these tyrants by surprise. Just £300, no applicant rejected. All the major credit cards accepted. So expose the government agenda, expose that rogue Bill Gates, burn down all the 5G masks, stand side by side with fascist hate, burn the masks and breathe the air, speak your truth, the state, beware. And I will be grateful for all that you can spare. Freedom! Thank you. I've got to be carried away there. <laughs> right. Uh, the second one's a bit different in more ways than one. Um, and this is called The Bigger Issues. Some people seek answers to big issues like the meaning of life or what happens to us when we die. To them, my issues are small fry, insignificant in the scheme of things. And I have to confess that stings because... I may not be intellectual. My grey cells are somewhat ineffectual when deep thought is deemed essential. But to me, the small things matter more. Like, what are wasps actually for? They get mildly angry and it's all out war. You try to repel them and they sting you to fuck. Then they do it one more time for luck. They show no compassion, not one little bit. The barbarous pointless stripey shits. <clears throat> when I want to appear clever, 
I step it up a level and ask questions like, if music be the food of love, are cheese quavers an aphrodisiac? Is there such a thing as cheese semi-quavers to give you a quick thrill? Because if so, toss one my way, if you will. And on the subject of food, does a fruit fly count as one of your five a day? I have my dates, but if it does, I can ditch the sprouts because they're not veggies. It's a well-known fact. They are Beelzebub's scrofal sack. And it's not just food that fascinates me. Other things I need to know include is, is a really hard Englishman in Australia called a pomegranate. If I wrote a book on the history of censorship, would they ban it? Is David Icke for real, goddammit? If a group of crows didn't mean to get together, are they a manslaughter? Do water polo players ride seahorses, or are you lot bored stiff, or is that rigor mortis? If you buy a wok on the internet, is it an Ewok? When it arrives, are you in for a shock? And here's the thing. Will the first non-binary monarch be called Their Majesty the Queen? And when they assess the age of a dinosaur fossil, is it even remotely possible to know if it used anti-aging creams? Calculations could go all to hell if, if they use those products by L'Oreal. But the question that concerns me most may come as a surprise. If you stick your head down the toilet, which isn't very wise, do you get floaters in your eyes? Thank you very much. I'm so bad at this mute on you thing. Like really, I'm serious. Um, I like, I tried to talk and then I like unmute anyways, whatever, I unmuted. Thank you so much. It was amazing. Although I like, did you guys ever see there is this poster going around back during the baby Bush era that was like, um, like some uh, Sikh people. And then there were like some, it was like a fake um, propaganda, like World War II propaganda poster. And it said, um, and it had some American soldiers and it said, true patriots split the difference and aim for the towel. <laughs> like, but there were people who, thought it was serious and I have like a couple of friends whose like friends hung them up in their cubicles and they were like oh my god like seriously I feel like you should be careful because your poem's walking the line it's like almost too perfectly encapsulated but that was quite a performance um I think Andy's next are you ready Andy do you want to go um no <laughs> Um, shit. You're not um, ready or you don't want to go? <laughs> no, both. I'm, I'm not ready. Um, right. I'll go after whoever goes next, though. Okay, well, let's see. Let's what, go. I keep having, like, such weird browsers and all this crap. Okay. Um, I really need to start printing these out again. Uh, Leslie? How are you feeling about this? Yeah, she's laughing, but I don't know if that's, like, a good laugh or a bad laugh. Okay, cool. <laughs> Are you... I'm asking you to unmute. 
Ah, okay, here I'm unmuted. Thank you. As we hear to lull us all into a state of like ambient, like ambient <laughs> All right, well, these are um, three new ones and people may have heard this first one, but one I just finished um, about an hour ago. This one's called The Sea Will Take You. The sea will take you if you swim past the rocks. Will it give you back? When you enter, how will it be with this, the agreement you have struck to surrender and now be one with this body large and vast and your body small? Do you know in this joy of submersion, the light play and sometimes fierce of, of the water having you, what it will do? In taking you, will the waters decide moving you Will the sea decide? With taking you, in taking you, is that what you will allow? Or in your entering, surrendering to it in some way, do you decide? In going, in being taken, where would that be? And how far will you go? Do you know? To know we are small when we enter the waters is that which is hidden from you, from us, your smallness, not something you can know. It is how it is and always has been this way. It is a pact drawn up, the moment of entry, the cells of each, body vast with body small, the body in body now joined and in movement, the shrieks of joy with the shock of water and surprise emitting from your throat that rivals the roar of waves and you sing together, the fierceness of life celebrating. If the sea takes you, will it give you back? Okay, and um, here is uh, another fairly new one. It's called Desert Rains. Don't you know that everything has changed? Don't you know that nothing will ever be the same? That the time of change, the moment that it all snaps under the weight and ricochets shooting out in all directions to smack us all in the face, the Buddhist Zen slap is here and nothing will be the same? Wake up. Wake up, wake up. Standing where you are now, wherever you are, look, just look and be where you are is where you are. You are not inside a computer screen, a television news broadcast in the studio with the news anchors. You are not on the street with the protesters. You are not below the earth, the ground, the grounding of it, nor are you above earth, ungrounded. You are where you are. Where is that? The isness is where you are. We are, as they say, the wise one, the seers always said of us, we are that and this life and our time here is here and the here at once as it always is and was of inhabiting the new many realms at once together. The veils between them sometimes whispered thin and sometimes a wall thick and impenetrable. The, the passages, the passageways, the doors visible at times to some at times invisible to them, invisible always to some, the multiple rooms and planes and valleys, the snapshots of perception, which have no record here on earth. Only that echo, shadow of knowing from the knowing of those who wrote it, this, what they saw, felt, knew, painted it, lusted, thirsted after the knowledge, 
that only some are privy to, passed down to us that which we re read still now, that which we stand before in museums, and which is the mere glimmer, the replication of this other mysterious world only some can see. It is here now. It is our reality now. It, this new world, which always has been, is here now for us to see, for us in which we can be. Ah, shall we rejoice, dance in the street, eagerly await each new layer and nuance revealed to us now, now in this our lifetime, now and not cower and fear, make up some stories based on what was or what some think it was just months ago when they were at the time and always were in any time off by a mile, lined with eyes that could not see. How will we make this time from here? How will we be in this time from here? How will we take this time into us, hold it to us, hold it as us and revel in it, hold it to us and rejoice? Nothing is the same, nothing will be the same, nothing ever was the same that we thought it was. The skies have opened, below the earth is humming and resonating with the moment, this change upon us, how will it how will we be with this? How will we be with this? I hope we will be like children when in the desert, finally it rains. Okay, one more. This, this one is the one I just wrote and I'm not sure about it, but hey, what are you gonna do? If the, dark, if, if the darkness does not see the light, that's the title of it. It was traveling at night that we crossed down into the desert, the still cold, a gentle slap of awakeness. You can see clearly in the desert at night, the distances, the spaces near to you and far off, quiet yet alive, you drive and see sometimes things that are not there or maybe there, it doesn't matter. If you keep driving, you forget after a while, most of everything. It's the stillness of it in the moment the capture of thought in a way to make it go on forever, the inner dialogue that that loud in your ear, your head, your being that you think you are hearing, it, the you inside of you, the you outside of you at the same time. You are not hearing the echo of self in the high desert, like Sister Coyote when she yips to signal to the others or when she sings to herself or when she sings to the moon or nothing at all. That is not what you are hearing, the you inside of you, the you that you are hearing, you are not. It is a sense beyond hearing. Coyote knows when she hears the echo of herself in the canyon, the sound bouncing off stone and coming back to her, she's simply being in the desert at night under the moon. What you see is not what is before you, but something else. What you hear is something else. It is the way of things at night in the desert. It is okay that you do not know. If the darkness does not see the light, does it know it is dark? That's all for my set. Oh, thank you, Leslie. <laughs> How are you today? Good. How are you? I'm okay. I just feel like we haven't seen each other in a long time. Because it's we been two weeks. And now time is stretching. Which yeah. is weird. Um, do you think that we should take a break now, Andy? Or do you want to 
go one more and then take a break. What do you think? Am I okay just to do mine? Is that all right? I know it's probably work. Cool. Yeah. Is that is that all right? Yeah. Yep. I, I've only got two, so. Um, and they're both new. Well, technically. Um, this one from like. Uh, I'm gonna do that one second. But the second one I'm gonna do is like from a note, like 2018, which is a bit ridiculous. I just I, I wanted something else to read tonight. Um. Anyway, this first one. I'm back at work now, which is something. Um, and I wrote this like in five minutes at work last week. It's called Don't Let That Be Me. Is there anything more tragic than a middle-aged man, work-worn from the factory, deprived of all ambition, stood still and staring while he heats up a one-minute burger in an old beaten-up microwave? Plastic cheese, white hot, melts over nuclear processed meat. The only thing that's keeping him warm. Is there anything more tragic than that? Probably. But in this moment, seeing it happen right before my eyes, I'm not so sure there is. Thanks. Um, yeah, so the next one doesn't have a title. Um, I think I'm going to call it Landlocked, and I think it needs editing. I literally finished it like. I know, like 20 minutes before I came on here. Anyway. It was a cat jumping. Uh, yeah, anyway. I've been thinking about you again. You chasing nameless children around our would-be home, and I thought that you should know. It's often where my mind goes. Or should that be went? We'd live on the coast for early morning drives, the sun begins to rise and I am captivated, completely spellbound by your tired, waking eyes. Am I dreaming? Because these days, the passenger seat is mostly empty, and I can relate. And I wonder if you ever came to terms with settling. I wonder if you live, if you, I wonder if you can live with yourself, knowing you need more, deserve more. Hey, I'm going to start this again. Just the motherfucking cat is just like doing its thing and they just throw me the fuck off. Um, so I'm going to go again. Oh, and, and, now, and now he's coming to be nice. Wait, you're going to chill? Okay. Yeah, anyway. Just start. See, this is why I miss like, normal gigs because cats tend not to be there. Right, anyway, yeah. So I've been thinking about you. You chasing nameless children around our would-be home, and I thought that you should know it's often where my mind goes. Or should that be when? We'd live on the coast, go for early morning drives, the sun begins to rise, and I am captivated, completely spellbound by your tired, waking eyes. Am I dreaming? Because these days the passenger seat is mostly empty, and I can relate. And I wonder if you ever came to terms with settling. I wonder if you can live with yourself, knowing you need more, deserve more, had more, right within your grasp, if only you'd held a little tighter. We both know you need the water, be that crashing waves or steady stream. We both know that all he ever gave you was sand. And all you can do now is feed it to the hourglass and watch as the seconds slowly, slowly, slowly pass by. 
these days, I try not to think about you or about those children and their names. Resigned to the fact I'll never know what they are, why you chose them. Thanks. That was a, that was a journey. That. Yeah. Thanks. That one was really like, made me feel really raw. <laughs> What's that? Just FYI, it made me feel really raw. Which what's that? The Your second. The one. second one. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I tried to keep it polite as I possibly could, but. Is know. is the view in it a Pisces? Um. No. Okay. Because they need the water. Okay, so we're going to go on a break, and then I guess we come back at 9.10? No, yeah, 9.10? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Julio, I'm going to go outside and smoke. But we got to unmute everybody. Are you tired of Hello, swimming everybody. through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> As the world gets wackier and less predictable in every way, it is more important than ever for us to all remember our roots. We wouldn't be here today if our ancestors hadn't had the capacity and the skills to take care of themselves and their communities using the resources in the natural world around them and their own two hands. My name is Wonia Thibault of Buckskin Revolution and Alone Season 6, and I started Buckskin Revolution not just to empower people with a wider range of skills to meet their basic needs, but also to inspire them with a sense of fulfillment and connection that comes with living a little closer to the earth and using our bodies, our minds, and our very DNA for what they evolved to do to help us thrive without the need for modern technology and industry. If that sounds appealing to you, I hope you'll join me for the Fall 2020 Buckskin Revolution Online Skills Gathering, an eight-week learning experience designed to work within any schedule. It involves pre-recorded classes, live interactive sessions, and online community learning support from both myself and your fellow students. The need for these skills has never been more pressing, and Buckskin Revolution is working hard to bring them to you. I hope you can join us. Get connected with yourself and the world around you at buckskinrevolution.com. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience, like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples 
paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Are the end times upon us? Not yet, my friends. Please, this is an impassioned plea from Pam Benjamin, the director of Mutiny Radio. Let us live past October. You think it's a joke? COVID is decimating all of us, and especially us here at Mutiny Radio. We have money left until October first don't let anyone sing despite of their size please please go donate to our gofundme go to mutinyradio.fm and click that gofundme button or just go to venmo mutiny radio all one word just mutiny radio give us five bucks Help us keep free speech and radical self-expression real and alive here in San Francisco and all over the world. Please donate to our Mutiny Radio GoFundMe and keep us alive in 2020 and beyond. Don't let our world end. I am Italian. And we brought you fascismus with Mussolini. And before that, the Romans. So if you think you live in a fascist country, well, you do. Antitrump.com is the antivirus to the Trump virus. It started in 2016 with two sketches and a dream for a better America. No one thought it would be this bad. He was a 70-year-old yammering nimrod. How bad could it possibly be? We are now in a global pandemic without adequate leadership. Individual politics are not important. We need to rally behind curing the Trump virus. Go to antitrump.com. Hey you, poetry reader. This is Bjork's sister, Mjork. It's okay. We also have a soul and a weekly poetry reading on Mutiny Radio's AltaCast. Zoomed every Wednesday at high noon from Glasgow, Scotland. One of our co-hosts from Choose Poetry, Choose Life, Andy Talbot, has a new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, which is available at analogsubmission.com now. Go buy it and don't let the poets lie to you. Once again, that's Andy Talbot's new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, available at analogsubmission.com. 
I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. Global lava markets can continue to be dominated by terribleist regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines. Vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. back 
Choose Poetry, Choose Life here at Mutiny Radio doing the Zoom call with Glasgow, Scotland. Thanks to our hosts, Andy Talbot and Aaron Gannon. We're going back in. Back in. Okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome back from break to the people who are not on our Zoom call. Uh, up next is Stilly, who, unfortunately, for all y'all who are not on the Zoom call, you're not going to be able to see his awesome illustration. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I have made you a co-host now. Thank I you. hope. And there we go. Take it away. Yes, very good. Okay, okay, right. Uh, there's a brand new poem. And uh, no one's ever seen this before. I'm a bit proud of it because it took a long, 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 long time to do. Uh, but it does come with a bit of a content warning in the, that this um, poet, this poem should not be viewed by anyone. Uh, so turn off now. No children under the age of 92 should be allowed to view this terrible drawn fairy tale, which is called Hassle and gristle. <clears throat> there once were two children called Hassel and Gristle, whose parents they killed with a ballistic missile, whose following step-parents had also been slaughtered, step-mum with an axe, and dad hung, drawn, and quartered, and whose step-step-parents had been drowned in a lake, and whose step-step-step-parents were crushed by a snake, and whose step-step-step-step-parents were fatally burned and whose current step-step-step-step-step-parents were feeling concerned. They will kill us by dawn, said the stepfather five. They will crush us or squish us or entomb us alive. They'll gut us and stuff us or something much worse. The five said, not if we get them first. We'll play on them tomorrow, a very sick trick, and in the dark forest take them on a picnic then lose them and leave them with no map or compass, where they'll die in the woods with no fuss and no rumpus. A picnic, a picnic, how joyful and thrilling, thought Hassel and Gristle, just right for a killing. And spreading some poison into their sandwiches, followed their parents to where the trail vanishes. The woods became darker and path non-existent as their fifth foster parents grew slowly more distant, till all of a sudden they were both quite alone with no track to follow and no way back home. As night time engulfed them, exhausted they stopped, till Hassel remembered the breadcrumbs he dropped. Let's follow those breadcrumbs to lead us back home. And although it was dark, they could follow the moan, the pitiful groaning of the woodland, woodland critters who'd eaten the bread for, meant for their babysitters, and now lay there coughing up lots of fresh blood, which painted a pathway for their journey homeward. And back at their cottage, before they retired, Gristle flogged her step-parents until they expired, whilst Hassel phoned up the fostering centre to report his step-parents' violent misadventure. Then they slept until noon, waking quite ravenous, but found that the larder was empty and cavernous. So burning the house down, they used barbecue sauces to cook a fine dinner of step-parent corpses. With their house now in ashes, from their home cooking, they walked back through the woods in search of some pudding. And what should they find but a house made of sweeties, on which a sign read, Beware Diabetes. As they licked at the windows and bricks and cement, 
their taste buds encountered some disappointment, for instead of a sweet and sugary taste, they each got a mouthful of tofu and toothpaste. The door opened quickly and out stepped an old crone who called, Dearest children, make yourselves at home and detox your palate and repair your chakras with full-body cleansing and spiritual mantras. Eliminate toxins with a strict vegan diet with organic produce and meditative quiet. Discover in ten days your more natural self. Hassel and Gristle began to fear for their health. Hassel was locked in a sensory booth, which only played whale song till his aura was soothed. Gristle was put to work massaging the lady as a doula, performing acupuncture and reiki. And after their supper of kale marinade, each child had their mindfulness magnitude weighed. Still not healthy enough, the drone cried out each day and updated her blog and found things to feng shui. A long fortnight later, the pair hassed a strategy when Gristle was first to work on reflexology. While Hassel read books on herbs and their flavors, Gristle perfected procedures for pedicures. The crone's fleets were flaky and required daily rubbing, but needling therapy was perfect for numbing. Grist kept each foot flake in a pestle and mortar and then ground them with herbs, some stock and some water. Numb from the waist, and with her new foot cream, the crone was served warm soup which went down like a dream, and feeling so greedy, ordered more soup to eat, and was served up a plate of her two attached feet. So lithe was her body, and so numb from the pins, that the crone never noticed she was eating her shins. Or maybe she just had been craving some protein before too much longer, she had finished her spleen. Freed from their captive, then Hassel and Gristle looked on as the crone ate her last stomach muscle and exchanged her possessions for enough legal tender to purchase their own natural well-being center. Their dieting, fitness, and therapy aims have been so successful that no one complains. The H&G Holistic Spa and Health Center, whose proud simple motto is You'll never get better. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I feel bad that I'm not doing like my south my southwest stuff with AJ this week, but oh well. There seems to be like a theme developing of like weird desert holistic hippie stuff. Um, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> witch hazel oil. I love it. Thank you. Hi, is it me? Did I unmute myself like while I was? You muted yourself, yeah. <sighs> All right, I get to follow that. Huh? Well, you know, I just have the ego and the uh, lack of uh, lack of uh, self awareness to think that I can. The emotional condom protects your fragile ego from heartbreak, anxiety, despair. Installation is simple. Just drill a 3 16th inch hole in your skull, then insert the foil packet. 
the emotional condom self-deploys, coating your brain's limbic system with an impermeable barrier. Once in place, the emotional condom repels bad feelings without dulling the sensations of joy, affection, pride. Available and regular, lubricated and ribbed, the emotional condom sold only in drugstores. And I thought of this one, um, actually, from the last uh, Ooh Beehive. Uh, there was, um, about 12 years ago, uh, a poet walked out of uh, a reading in Oceanside, California, and dropped dead in the parking lot. So this is Frank's last reading. Frank collapsed. Dick rushes to the parking lot. Linda and I stare at one another, then follow. The handsome man with a Van Dyke and silver hair lies face up on the asphalt. A burly rescue worker pumps his chest. Frank's pelvis tilts with each compression. He's got a cat. Someone needs to take care of the cat. An open shirt, scar running down his sternum, the skin on Frank's forehead blue like Krishna, the police corporal, a Tom Skerritt lookalike in clean pressed black fatigues with faded edges asks, how long ago did this happen? The spiral notebook on the pavement contains the last scribbled poems Frank honored us with. I recall one about sitting like a Buddha in a messy house, mindful, and I wish I'd paid more attention. How long ago did this happen? The heart monitor traces a ragged sine wave but flattens when chest compressions cease. A paramedic, all purple gloves and apologies, approaches. We did all we could. Dick cries and touches Frank's hair. I recite the Enmei Juku Kanan Gyo under my breath. He was in his 80s. What about the cat? What did he do? He was a minister. A few of us go back inside. Polite conversation covers stark experience, like the shroud of sky blue paper hiding the body. Over dinner, we talk about Paris and school bus drivers and admire the sunset. The bill arrives on the black plastic tray. We pay up and go our separate ways. I don't know, do, do the UK folks have the term gridlock? It just means uh, a traffic jam. Uh, this is called the Bodhisattva of gridlock. Noble Ambudi Chakra perfected the art of patience over tens of thousands of lifetimes at the I-5805 merge. Despite SUVs the size of Mount McKinley blocking his view, blind sighters passing faster than the speed of sound in the right lane, and rubberneckers slowing traffic to the pace of maple syrup at absolute zero, Ambudi Chakra never laid on his horn or extended his middle finger. Thus, he severed the trailer hitch of past karma, and the passing lane of nirvana opened before him. In the nanosecond before stomping the accelerator, he thought of those left behind in traffic. Sentient beings commute to earn money for car payments and make car payments so they can commute. Truly, they are trapped on the wheel of suffering. Pity moved on Bodhi Chakra's heart, and he pulled over into the breakdown lane. Let any sentient being trapped behind a slow-moving semi or prevented from merging into the exit lane call my name, and my compassion will become a wide road that smooths his path and steers him 
from danger. Just then, Indra parachuted from the Channel 10 traffic helicopter, placed his palms together and said, Well done, Ambudi Chakra, well done. A great concourse of gods, dragons, yakshas, gandharvas, ashuras, garudas, kinaras, and maharagas, as well as thousands of bhikshus, bhikshunis, upasakas, and upasikas, all in their hybrid vehicles, assembled and touched their foreheads to Ambudi Chakra's feet. The bodhisattva's mystic power transformed the line of brake-like stretching to North County and back again into a rosary of precious rubies, each sliding through his finger with the recitation of the sacred mantra, Om Mani Bimi Om, all beings present then realized their broken-down vehicles were in fact lotuses in the pure land, Sukhavati, where compassion has cleared all obstacles from the road to enlightenment. Thank you. That does not make me miss Southern California, no matter how good it is. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Although it, like, it completely put me there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Whoa, thank you. Um, Christine, how are we coming along? Ready to go? Y'all. Hi. Oh. Right, the um, first one I've got, I was thinking about the oracle in Delphi in ancient Greece and about how it must be really difficult living like that if you really were an oracle and you just had all these visions. Okay. I am the oracle. I am the seer. Never seeing the beauty of the hills, I live in a sea of pain in the blood-soaked lands of my visions. I see everything that has ever been, every path that may be. I live inside a myriad of pictures and sounds. Every day I pick my way from each flickering possibility, some as insubstantial as dreams, some like boulders in my path, unavoidable. I pick and choose, I know if I but take one false step, all will vanish in disarray and I will vanish sucked under and drowned in the rivers of time within which I tread. The first one. The second one, um, I don't know about you, but sometimes I get things going on in my head and I just, you know, wake up in the middle of the night. So this one's about insomnia. Okay. Sleep, my faceless love. Where are you when I wake in the middle of the night? When my mind races in frantic circles and I hunger for your touch? When all I desire is your breast to merge with mine and draw me into your world? I toss and turn, searching for your sweet release, which always seems to be on a distant shore, just out of my reach. And when you sneak upon me, when I'm given up all hope, I drowned in your embrace. No chance to ask how to reach you next time. So evening, 
So as the evening light falls, I feel the dread begin. Will you remember to visit me again? Or will I be left to toss and turn once more as I wait for you, my faithless love? The second one. Uh, the third one, um, I was, I've been away on holiday for a while and uh, this is, I was just driving along and I just caught one brief glance at this building and this is what came from that. A brief glance at the crumbled stone peeping through the dusty foliage or tangled leaves and aged bark on ancient trees creating mystery shadows in the fallen rain. The house with its blankly staring eyes black as night and glass opaque as oil, slickly unrevealing. All life extinct within the gloom and secrets of its abandoned rooms. Its wooden floor, haunted only by the past as long gone echoes reverberate through thickened dust-laden air and fall in whispered corners in its abandoned toys. A sad-eyed bear, a tearless rocking horse or turned its runners in the air, abandoned, accusing the empty space with pointed grace. No footprints on that dusty floor, each room self-contained within locked doors, with faded grimy threads of lace, all that remains of curtains that once graced its ancient eyes now blocked from any light as foliage ringed around the casting net that ties and binds this one-time house now in terminal decline. Number three. <laughs> do I have time for one more or do you want me to stop there? No reply from over. <laughs> Go ahead. On? Good? Okay. Um... Which one? This I did yesterday. I uh, had a, a walk along the old mineral line beside me. Fences drowned in ivy-clad claws as lime, ash and hawthorn fight to reign supreme, guzzling up the pathside space. The other trees barely dare to show their face. Here some berries break the green, orange or red on a roaring tree. The occasional laurel escaped from a suburban home, gone wild and astray from far from any garden gnome. Nettles around on the ground and brambles on attack with thorny runners lash all who go past. Underneath, eking out its brief existence, grass, short and scrawny and shaggy tufts, amidst bald patches and rough ground rutted, topped with mulch sticky bygone leaves. Straggling trees in need of coppicing, dead branches askew, fungus encrusted, while feathery-headed weeds pushing forth reach out for the procreating breeze, and autumn berries garland neighbourhood trees, rose hips and white gooseberries as round as globes, above the echoing caw caw of crows, nature's telegraph reporting the news, then. The fizz of the Fitbit, 10,000 steps reached. My journey for the day is now complete. Thank you.
I think about my time. That was a great twist. That was a great twist. Um, okay, so next we have, I think, somebody who is new Tuesday. Hi. Hiya, how are you? Okay, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Quite looking forward to this. This is my first time. I've got three little ones that I brought with me this evening. Um, so I'm going to start off with my first one, which is called Choke. Um, as I say, they are very little ones. <laughs> I see you through pink champagne, bubbling pink and fresh. Your image fills my glass. It effervesces and spills over the sides, filling my world, quenching my heart. Control me, flood my veins, consume me gently, like peppermint candy, slowly. Nibble away at my edges, expose my teal ripple. Let me splash a marine as I dance on the tip of your tongue. Salivate, lick your lips. Make me crumble an apple and rhubarb. Break me like the crust of a sumptuous plum pie. Smother my strawberries with your cream so like them, I struggle to breathe. That was my first one, thank you. Um, my next one is called She Reads Me Poetry. Um, this is a poem which I'd like to dedicate to Heidi as it was written about her. <laughs> the love I have in my heart flickers on her pages. Her soft spoken words so sweet yet unreserved. I lay here as these words pull every thread, thread that binds together the pages of my soul. Each word she unravels and lays me bare. Every stanza holds me prisoner. I just can't move from her bed. Thank you. <laughs> and then my last one tonight um, is one that's full of quite strange objects when you put them all together. But where I live, um, between my flat and the seaside, there is a DIY shop that I have to walk past. And one day I walked past and saw Polyfiller was there. And it made me giggle because I always thought Polyfiller was ending with an ER on the end and not an A. And then I got home and wrote this. <laughs> I want to be your Polyfiller so I can heal your cracks. I want to be your bubble wrap so I can protect you. I want to be your safety net, so I can catch you when you fall. I want to be your rubber ring, so I can keep you afloat. I want to be your sunscreen, so I can make sure that you don't get burnt. I want to be your blanket, so I can keep you warm. I want to be your lintel, so I can support you. I want to be your tub of ice cream so I can comfort you. I want to be your partner so that I can call you my wife. And that's it from me, thank you. Thanks so much, thank you for coming today. Um, yeah, we're only every other week, so it would be October 7th is the next one, just FYI. But you signed up, I think, so you'll 
So you'll get the update. Okay, so yeah, what is a polyphila? Um, so polyphila is a brand name, I think. Of um, it's just um, if you have a hole in your wall and it's just a simple crack that needs filling, if you mix it up into this little paste and smear it over, give it a little sand and a lick of paint, and you'd never even know it was there. <laughs> gotcha. I can't. I don't know. That's why me and uh, Brian don't know it because we're American. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Um, Holly, do you want to go next? Cool. Oh. All right. Oh, wait. Um, I have three tonight. Um, the first one that I'm going to read is one. I think they're all, they're all new here. Two of them are new-ish. One I just wrote this week. Um, so the first one I'm going to read is one that I wrote um, on my weekend away in South Shields a couple of weeks ago when I was away for the Crossing the Time Festival and I wrote it on the beach in South Shields. It's called Footprints in the Sand. People say that time is a great healer, but the older I get, the more I think that time, like wind and rain, merely corrode and bring destruction. The more time I spend on the ship of life, with its weather-worn rust and barnacles, waves grow harder to navigate, the more sick I feel. The rough sea batters at your subterfuge, all your lies exposed wash off on shore. Our footprints in the sand, the cold wind blasts away. I wish I, uh, sorry, I've missed a line. Your castle, built into my memory, reduced to ruins. I wish I could just knock it down clear the rubble and start afresh, but I don't have the tools for that. It's a heavy job, but one I must complete. So I'll remove the stones hand by hand, roll away the heavy rock one by one, even if it takes the rest of my life. So that's the first one, thank you. Um, next one I'm gonna read is called, well, it's a working title. I wrote this just this week. It's called Swan Song, but I really hate the title. So if anyone has any ideas of a better title, please tell me because I just think it's really cliched and shit. Um, so yeah, anyway, I'm just gonna read it. That night by the river, after I found out, did you see me sitting there? Could you feel how much I needed you? If I could have spoken to anyone in that moment, anyone at all, it would have been you. Did you come to me? dressed in feathers, beautiful, graceful, pure, just like in life, all the while furiously paddling below the surface. Again, just like you, paddling furiously against the current of your life, a current you couldn't control and that in the end swept you away. I'm not a believer in these things. Burrowed snugly in my skepticism, I know that you are not this bird. Sat before me, preening. Cindy Lauper and lipstick on glass, replaced by serenity, dusk and the gentle ripple on the river. I sit silently, refusing to move, even as I feel my anger ebb away, temporarily, downstream. The sun disappeared, the air is chilling before I finally move an inch. Then the bird, the one you sent, flutters its wings goodbye and glides off up the river. 
Something in me feels a solace I can't explain. That bird was you in every way. Your striking beauty, your innocence, your tendency to preen, your untouchable proximity, and your pathological fear of swans. Number two, and the last one, I'm just is just a very short one. Um, so I told you guys the last time I think that I had a poem shortlisted, sorry, no, longlisted for Butcher's Dog magazine. I got an email literally about half an hour before I came on tonight um, to tell me that it didn't make it, which I wasn't remotely surprised by, but I'm still thrilled that it made the long list, to be honest. So I just thought I'd read it. Just to read it, really? It's called Always. When I was someone's daughter, I was taught to always be polite, respect my elders, not to interrupt, to wait my turn, always, to be selfless, to care for others, to always tell the truth, to be good, be quiet, say please, and always do as I was told, always. Now I have a daughter, I will teach her all these things, but not always. Oh, that's a sorry, AJ. That's a really good idea. I've never yeah. seen Swan Lake, but yeah. Just when you finished, I saw AJ's comment. I was like, "Ooh!" And then I <laughs> forgot to unmute myself. Um. Okay, so I think like the net. Well, okay. So I have a new piece, and um, it involves sharing my audio with y'all, which. I'm not entirely sure. I haven't ever done it before. So let's see how this goes. And this will be the very first, this is the world premiere of this. Um, so it's called, it's another thing from the, from the Ballad of the Frez, the, um, which is the, ro the rock and roll opera. And, um, it's supposed to be in a cishet boy's voice, but that you're just, just going to have to deal with my little squeaky <laughs> nonsense. Um, so it's called No Expectations Accepted. And here's the song. I'm just going to do a bit of a test. So can you hear me talking as well as the music? Okay, all right, cool. That's like the big, <laughs> otherwise you're just listening to a song. Okay, so I'll start it over and then we'll do it. Lines as a melody. I laid this theme like a palm reef. Fruit, apples, and oranges. Fine art. I think the present. 
I'm unmuting you, so Shane didn't ask. Hi, um, can't hear you over, over the music at all. You, your voice is just drowned out. Okay, so Guessing. can you hear that I'm actually saying something? or Barely, just barely. Barely. Okay. I mean, you've gone very quiet now as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so you know what I'm going to do? I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to do it over, but I'm just going to not share my audio. Like, I feel like that might be better. I've done this before, but I've never shared the mic. So I'm going to do it again. Hi, Shane. <laughs> okay. Okay. Can you hear the music? How did I see this future? Does that work? Very quiet still. Which is quiet, the music or me? Your voice. Your voice. Yeah, your voice is quiet. Mm. Music is fine, but you're... That is so weird. Like, how, how random is that? This might be how I have to... Marginally. My dissertation. So, like, thank you guys for helping me with that. Ooh, if I do this. How did I see this future? Does that work? Is that better? Is that more balanced? It's a bit more balanced, but it's still very quiet. Me very quiet? Yeah. Am I very quiet now? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can still hear we can still hear it, but it's kind of kind of quiet. You're gonna have to we we'll have to concentrate really hard to hear. Like, how is it possible that all of a sudden I got quiet? Aren't I usually like too loud? Everybody's. Like, you are perfectly loud. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see. I'll try again. And then if it doesn't work, I'm just gonna pass. Can you hear the music? Yeah. Okay. How did I see this future? 
good? Okay. These lines and their melodies. I laid this scene like a palm reader. Grooves and veins, maps of arteries. Line our hands, chicken scratchings. They were pre-existing. Did I say she was driving a car? I can't believe I just did that. I lived in an ashtray. It didn't occur to me to clean it when she came over. Up all night with the lucky strikes. In bed all day with the shakes and the tomcat chicken soup. Did she ask me to get in that car? I fumbled with my kit, the spoon, and the needle, the foil, this way. I made a another misunderstood mixed take. I had bright hope at the time, a high understanding. I invented the car. I knew exactly what color to make it. Floated through, twisting knobs, tweaking levels, the amniotic headphones. I don't remember the pick on the E string. I don't remember singing like heroin that morning or the smell of the 57 mic. I had something grander for down the line. This way, my four track self might get lucky. I laid the vocals down. They formed clear rivulets filling those pre-existing canyons with streams, swelling at preordained bottlenecks. They were lustrous, black ink in the palm of her hand. She loved me already. I just made sure she wouldn't get distracted so no one was innocent. So that's it. I don't know if you guys can hear it at all, but that's no expectations accepted. Thanks for indulging me. <laughs> Sorry, it was so quiet. Um, okay, so I guess now we don't have a list. So, um, Ken, do you want to go? Yay, there we go. Am I audible? Yes, you are. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't quite know what this thing is. Um, I don't think it's exactly a poem, but it's not exactly a piece of prose either. It just kind of emerged the way it emerged. And uh, it's called That Friend. So it's gonna be this kind of day, is it? 
just as well to know. You stand, eyes screwed shut, legs apart, bending over as instructed, and of course, naked, save for a pair of gloves that, despite having been supplied with the product, are proving, by even the most generous of metrics, less than fully fit for purpose. Head hanging over the bath, hair slicked thick and dripping with a substance that, and there's no escaping this, is a bracingly more lurid shade than the putative one being sported by the pouty 20-something on the packet, but which you remain hopeful, in defiance of previous experience and your own gut instinct, will end up suiting you better than the last one did. And the two before. You're at the rinsing off stage, shower head in hand, gradually resigning yourself to the quiet realization that no matter how long you wait, the water is never going to get any warmer now. The hot tank has run out. And from somewhere in the other room, your mobile summons you, a text alert. Hang on, what day is it? Oh, fuck, your friend. Said they would ring. Had something big to talk about, they said. To ask. Too complicated to explain up front. The kind of thing that's better spoken, heard in real time, shared, not thrown down on a screen. Said they'd text you first to check, make sure you were around and had the time. That friend, the one who's always opened up to you, has opened you up too. Who values your advice, whose emails make you smile. Someone you've really grown to like, perhaps a little more so than you're willing to admit. That friend. Stumbling from the bathroom, semi-blind and likely dripping dye in every room en route, you hunt your phone. 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 Phone! Where the fuck did you last leave the bastard thing? Why can you never put it in the same place? To oh, there it is. Ah. Oh. Right. Well, fair enough. They won't be calling. Problem sorted itself out. No need to trouble you with it. Too much to go into right now. They'll drop the juicy details in an email in the week. In town today, they are looking for shoes. Something fancy for tonight. Out clubbing. That new place. Gotta put yourself out there, ain't you? You never know. Emojis. Emoji, string of kisses, hearts. Before you're halfway into your reply, the handset chimes again, lights up. Another message? Hmm. Not your friend. Just that guy with the gum tree ad to tell you that the thing you had been waiting, kind of maybe hoping for's already gone. So yeah, it's gonna be this kind of day. Hit delete on him. Get on with what you need to say. Keep it light and positive. Include a jokey quip about your latest hair dye fail in waiting. Watch this space. Picks to follow. Yikes. Emoji. Emoji. String of kisses. Hearts. Thank you.
Is that you for the night? Oh, sorry. Yes, I should have said that's your lot. Yes. You came to hybrid bomb us. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I've got to use that. Thank you very much. Cheers, You're Mary. Welcome. This is my hybrid bomb. Actually, I was hybrid bombing you guys too, except for <laughs> way less successfully. Um, also, um, I, before I forget, I should mention that um, that song is from my old band, but I should uh, say that it's it was written by James Yamasaki and it's copyrighted to sh um, to regular music. So anyways, just like, I don't, like just to make sure, like I'm not trying to steal his music. That's James Yamasaki's song. He was in my band. Um, okay, so I don't really like, I don't have, the reason that I said, I, I have no, the rhyme and reason that I had was because Ken was the very first in the waiting room. <laughs> like I didn't know like what else so Beth just raised her hand is it so okay and then yes Brian I know I have you in my mind um so we'll have Beth go I'm not sure who else Bart's here Stephanie's here are you ready Beth yeah cool maybe with the fan on and I'm not rain is really hot here tonight. I don't know why. Um, I've got an old one and a couple of new ones for you tonight. There's something seasonal to start. It's called I felt you come in. As I turned the corner, touched my skin as I sat awake. You bang and crash. Drying my laundry and chasing it up the street. Three sheets to the wind. Colour of these not quite winter dark nights. Painting the teeth scarlet and gold and brown. Blustering in, scattering the children in screaming, laughing wildness. A giant puzzling Tapping fingers, rolling conkers in the gutter, making berries blush and flowers hide their pretty faces from In all your splendour, though, I search for you. Your welcome believe with all the falling dark and blanket cold. Your loving touch of fur and softening beauty. Let me you a season. A yearly fix of glorious experience. Believe me or another, this I know, but let me live a little in your warmth. Steal away into the chill. The, these other two are very new. One is uh, something which I've worked in. So, and the other one is my right club, Steam Key for last week. Uh, this is called Salt Kill. There are three kinds of You sink to the end. One where it follows you for the rest of living. One This is not drowning. This will not be drowning. This is where I am now. 
to the pier to rise. The waves are touching different places. Hold the scalp. The will to move fights the morning ice. Drowning. This will not be drowning. My breath, ragged, dried by salt, that is not curing me but sending me searching. My muscles seeking reflexes long since landlocked. I only reach as far as jumping from the side in, but I am not in class. This is survival. Must move my limbs, slippery body unguarded. Every day a new current, a new direction. This is not drowning. This will not be drowning. Counting is counting. One, two, three, four, five, six of my mouth. I am resisting the wave, trying not to gasp for breath, retaining my focus. Difficult for every day, essential but not drowning for every kind of drowning. This will not be drowning. I will train this flesh to sink, but this simply is a worth of salt. The gates don't keep the ocean out, there only is surviving. So this will not be drowning, be living, counting. One, three, Obedient through pain of heart to this um, comes under the theme. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Run until breath pounds our ribs and the blood beats our ears. All Escaping reality, bumped, bumpy, jagged, and deepening. The tidal knot and dragging shale. Troubled breath from lungs no longer screaming, and my uncovered lives and loves. Drugging off the binding that never When no one sees, it's where I go. Till I reach the water. Beth? What? Um, you're breaking up. I'm wondering if maybe if you stop the video. I don't know. Like some, yeah. It, it, I, mean, I don't know. You can do about it. Right. What do you just want that? What do you want that last again? Yeah. Let's get out here. Breath pounds our ribs and the blood beats our ears. All the noise, our feet. Reality, bumpy, jagged, and draining. Find solace, soft, and dragging shale. Breathing, deep, and from snow, 
and minds on constant guard, living, covered love, shrugging off the binding that led us here. And in the dark, these, it's where I go, slipping on the pathways, things until I reach the water, taste the air I have been longing for, You set the chairs and pour the tea. When you 